0: Shut up, I love it. Shut up. I love it. Shut up. I
1: love it. I would stay awake just to hear you. Shut up, I love it. I am Joe Cabello.
0: I am Sasha Filer, and this is Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast when we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, misunderstood. Joining us today, she is a writer and former producer. Welcome, Miriam Maboob. I love it. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. And you know, this is our, uh, this is a early recording for us. So my singing voice wasn't quite, I didn't have my, not not warmed up all the
0: way. Yeah, Yeah, not (laughs) warmed
1: up, I would say at all. You Um,
0: didn't drink the raw egg this morning?
1: Yeah, yeah, I usually have at least a dozen or so raw eggs before we record (laughs) and uh, none in my system at this point.
2: I mean, I wonder what Steven Tyler's warm up is like, like, his voice just sounds like you know, nails on a chalkboard. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're not far off.
1: Yeah, I was Um, trying to get a little bit of his grit in there. So I think the
0: the (laughs) Yeah, you really captured it. it. Miriam, what are we here to talk about since you already started giving away some (laughs) details?
2: We are here to talk about one of my favorite movies, Armageddon. It's a 1998 film. I'm sure you guys remember starring Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis where after discovering that an asteroid the size of texas is going to hit earth in less than a month nasa recruits a misfit team of deep core oil drillers to save the planet
1: yeah. wonderful um, description right okay that, that was tight that- <laughs> and accurate
2: <laughs> um all credit goes to imdb for that guys Good. i did not you, come up with that log line
1: you know what if a well-researched Person is as good as one who comes up with it on their own. So, <laughs> nailed it. Uh,
2: not, wow, to, not to yeah. be confused with the current movie that's coming out, Armageddon Time. So, Ooh. which is a Palme d'Or winning
0: film that um, I think is out in theaters right now. Well, hopefully we'll get some extra listeners who think that's the movie we're talking about. But then they're going to be smitten by this
2: Yes, they will be tricked, just like me, who, you know, I thought Armageddon Time was the long-awaited sequel to Armageddon.
1: Could be a prequel, too. I would love to see maybe how the asteroid (laughs) formed, you know, its origin.
0: uh, Yeah, like the young Liv and her father and how the whole entire rig like everybody is raising her like she's the child yes. of many fathers yes it takes um, a village to raise a, a little a <laughs> yeah um i'm just so for sure it's it, it's there is a weird thing of uh, of her father's actual father right singing the song yeah um but yeah. it's like the song is about like the romantic relationship isn't it that's about everything. I'm tra- right? I'm really
2: trying to think of the lyrics now. I'm like singing it in my head. I could stay away just to hear and breathe. I I guess it could be kind of like father daughter. Maybe I I have to I'd have to research the the lyrics a bit more.
1: It it is a very Aerosmith movie as mm-hmm. as much as it is a Ben Affleck Bruce Willis Liv Tyler movie. Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they weren't in the movie like acting as part right. of one of the drillers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Miriam, why is this movie a good topic for Shut Up, I Love It?
2: Oh, um, gosh, it just gets so much hate. You know, it's like an early Michael Bay film, mm-hmm. um, pre-Transformers. And I think I think people just don't realize, like, how good it is in ter- terms of like character development and structure. Um, yeah. I sound like a crazy person saying that, but I just think it's such an <laughs> underrated movie, especially by critics, especially people that are kind of like, you know, hoity-toity about what they like. And I'm just like, this is just a, such a good, solid, um, uplifting film, which we don't really have a lot of these days.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, do you think a lot of people are working off their memory of it opposed to like having watched it recently? Oh, yeah. One
2: hundred percent. Like, I don't know if it's a movie that a lot of people have watched multiple times. I think it was like a, I mean, it made crazy amounts of money in the box office. So it was like a huge summer hit. So I'm sure lots of people went and saw it in the movie theaters um back when movie theaters were a thing but now uh, yeah i don't know if you know i was probably 12 when i saw it so i think when people talk about it they kind of talk about it in the same breath of like other world coming to an end movie like deep impact so i i think they're definitely like working off the memory of it and they probably confuse it with other End of the world type of movies that came out um, in the late '90s,
1: like some Roland Emmerich stuff. Even though those are great films as well, Independence Day. Oh, totally, and yeah.
2: And then you know the thing about this is it's um, it's not aliens, right? Like there's no aliens. It's just this potential natural disaster Force of nature, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: That's the antagonist is the asteroid, exactly which is, yeah, it's unusual. It's unusual, it's a sci-fi movie, but there are no aliens, uh, and the most alien person in the whole movie is Steve Buscemi, I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He definitely starts to act like it as the movie goes on. Uh, This is the only movie, Michael Bay movie in the Criterion Collection as well, so I think that should say something. I did
2: not
0: know that, wow.
1: Wow. Yeah, it often gets made fun of for being in the Criterion Collection, but um, by whom? You know, like,
0: it's like an cinephiles
1: how you know and things like that. You know, it'll mm-hmm. it'll often come up on Twitter. I'll see people making fun of that fact, <laughs> or they'll be like, "Hey, if Armageddon's in the Criterion Collection. Why isn't you know Saw?" They'll just be making comments such as that.
0: Sounds like you were making those comments. And you're well, if you look at my Twitter <laughs> feed,
1: uh, it is a lot of that. I'm still waiting to break five likes on uh, on that tweet. But.
0: <laughs> um, what is your familiarity, Joe, jo, with this movie?
1: Uh, definitely a classic from back in the day. I don't think I've I'd rewatched it in at least a decade, um, so I was kind of unfamiliar with it. It's something I've been wanting to watch. Rewatch for a while, just seeing all those tweets that I've been writing <laughs> about it, um, and just to do a reevaluation of it and be like, okay, is this really Criterion worthy? Is it is it dumber than I remember, or is it better than I remember? I was really curious of that. Um, I do remember liking it as when I was young, but if I've liked a lot of stuff when I was young, and then I've rewatched it, and you know, maybe Blind Fury isn't as good as I as i thought it was when i was a kid
2: can you please rewatch it and do like a right live tweet of your reactions
1: uh, well i did rewatch it for the podcast so don't oh, worry oh, okay, i okay. didn't come into this ignorant <laughs> but i did do a live tweeting of it but it was all the same variation of the criterion oh, okay <laughs> um, three likes two likes zero likes somewhere around those range for got all it, of those got it got it
0: I had never seen this film until a couple of years ago when I was fine it must, have been, must have been like deep of covid like kind of thing when I was watching just a bunch of movies and uh, I probably probably asked my husband do you want to watch it with me and he must have said very clearly no like keep that movie away from me <laughs> he's not a fan of michael bay like he he has like some respect for him but like in the in like whoa michael yeah that's very michael bay type most most of the time he despises him but um so i watched it myself and so the thing is though the first time i saw it i feel like nothing registered for whatever reason because (laughs) when i wore to watch this movie for this episode i had no memory i was like i had never seen this film even though I saw it two years ago. So I started watching it and five minutes in, I was like, I saw this movie recently. And for the first time, for some reason, I saw it with like different eyes. Ooh. So somewhere in between, maybe giving birth or some other event in my life, like gave me like <laughs> the new appreciation, like just ability to understand this film. Right.
1: It can Having a kid can change the way yeah. you uh, interact with art. So.
0: Yeah, and I think like especially the,
2: because the the parent child relationship is so big in this movie, I wonder so if that's man. why man. you're like keeping any Ben Affleck's away from my little girl kind of thing. Definitely, <laughs> definitely.
0: I'm not a big Ben Affleck person to begin with. Mm. Not a not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. Um, but big fan of Bruce Willis. Huge fan of Bruce Willis. So go figure. What a, what are contentious feelings I have about this film. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into
1: talking about this movie. I just w- want to say, right from the top, I think the intro scene well, there's the intro monologue thing that basically is terrifying because it says, hey, this happened and it will happen again, which I think <laughs> is not only speaking to the movie, it's speaking to us as earthlings. Yeah, I which think it wants like. to
0: raise the stakes right away for like us in real life.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh God, is that? can I fact check that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, they recently blew up like an asteroid, right? The NASA for real did it recently?
1: The, yeah, which I'm like, why did you do that? Did you need to? Yeah, like, what probably. Happened? Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Because that's so what like, they did here. They didn't tell anybody in this yeah. movie. So did that happen? <gasps>
0: Yeah. Are, we, are we living it? Is there a Bruce Willis out there? Is the it the boring Bruce? version? We have we lived the
1: boring <laughs> version, which I like. I like to live the boring version.
2: If you know any oil drillers, you should definitely have a chat with them and see what they've been up to the last few months.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> on a weird job. Can't really talk about it. Okay.
2: No uh, service up here.
0: So yeah, like so, it starts with the disaster.
1: And that whole scene Already up happening. there, yeah, that scene up there with the um, astronauts that die very quickly is just so good and so Michael Bay's great qualities that within that what you spend like two minutes with those people and they it feels like they could have been the characters that you mm-hmm. would have spent the yeah. whole movie with and they just get rid of them. There's just little touches that they add to give characterization to that whole group. I thought that was just phenomenal. The totally. wife,
0: right? This is very interesting.
1: Isn't My a, wife.
0: Which isn't wife? there like, sorry. A, like a, a wife of one of the cosmonauts? Oh, oh, sorry, of the astro- astronauts. Yeah. Uh, there's a cosmonaut in this movie. That's why I'm getting confused. <laughs> but the, the wife that's like not opening the door, she's like, What are you doing? Right? And then they just all blow up. Isn't there like a moment like that? I'm, I'm, I'm already misremembering the movie.
1: What door do they <laughs> in space? What, there aren't doors. I love the scene right now.
0: I
2: think yeah, I know. She's it's like an older, older couple, right? Yes. And she's like annoyed at mm-hmm. him with his like dumb little yeah. hobby or something. Yeah, yeah they're like. Oh, big rings. okay, yeah. yeah.
1: Those the people on the ground, right? He because he spots it. He spots uh, the thing. Spot. They are not in space. See, here's the thing.
0: <laughs> I am not a fan of that whole first sequence. No. I am not. I am not, that. this is where I must have like checked out watching it for the first time the movie being mm. like, well, this movie is just already like insane. Um, like, why am I watching already things blowing up? Like, can, can we go back? Cause it's uh, Michael Bay. It's Michael yeah, Bay. Yeah, exactly. It's early, early he Michael He knows Bay what to do. Young and dumb and full of cum, as we like on <laughs> this podcast. I thought you were gonna
1: hesitate to say it. <laughs> I know. Maybe do a different take on it, but no, you went full cum.
0: It was a double misdirect.
1: I it them? was you <laughs> broke my ankles on that one
0: um so yeah no i i am i'm not i'm not a big fan of the first sequence once it gets into the parent parental parental relationship is when when i'm on board but yes um okay so then i didn't even know where that person was with his you thought he was in space wife. you thought i thought they died <laughs> Those that those people i think they might I'm, they might have I, yeah maybe
2: and i think if i i don't remember joe you just watched it Were, they, did
1: they die the so the guy who has the telescope who finds the the meteor or the asteroid and names it after his wife yeah because she's so awful they they do not die they act they get forgotten
0: they get oh, forgotten okay. along with the yeah. man who owns a french bulldog and saves him
1: oh yeah um uh Great comedic actor. Uh, gosh, I forget his name. Um, but yeah, they they that guy seemed integral. <laughs> <laughs> I, well,
2: I will say, I I so I actually haven't watched it. I think I watched it like six months ago. It's like one of those movies where anytime you're like in a hotel and it's playing on TV, like I just have to sit and watch it because it's just so good to me. And I feel like you can pick it up from wherever. Um, It
1: sucks you in, definitely. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. But I feel like maybe that telescope is the first and last telescope we see in the whole film, Um, which I I think is, you know, kind of funny for a film that's all about asteroids hitting Earth. It's just kind of like based on no science at all, I have to say. (laughs) The whole premise.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It pulls apart the moment you look at this film at any angle. (laughs) But he really leans into the fact how insane it is. Yes,
1: and doesn't give you time to question it because it really does just move. It moves yeah. and moves and moves through it. So it is one of those movies where, like, uh, it, if you pass by the living room while someone's watching it, you end up standing there, just starting to watch a scene, and then you end up. Oh, I've been standing here for forty minutes, mm-hmm. like just and there's watching still this movie. Three more hours of this. <laughs> yeah. Very long. Um, But I think the this movie is so good with the character development. You said, Miriam, Mm -hmm. but it's at the same time. So sparse with it. Yeah. Which is what's so great about it.
2: Well, I think what I really like is this like Motley crew of oil drillers coming together and you really get a sense of all of their personalities and backstories without, like you said, having to spend scene after scene with them like you it, it's just such a cool and fun um like i don't know various mix of actors there's like owen wilson and steve buscemi and michael clark duncan and you don't need to know like their entire life backstory but you get who they are like you get who they are and what their like clever little one-liners and their little punchy jokes and i think that goes a lot to the screenwriter who is Tony Gilroy or one of the screenwriters I think is Tony Gilroy, who's, you know, highly acclaimed. And I I almost feel like maybe he's tried to distance himself from this movie because we think of it as a Michael Bay film and not a Tony Gilroy written film, right? Like we, we think of mm. Tony Gilroy and it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, he's done Rogue One and he's done, um, you know, things that are, much more highly regarded, Nightcrawler, but mm, we don't, we later. don't, yeah, we 20. don't associate him with Armageddon.
1: Yeah, it, it is such a, um, a Michael Bay stamp on it. Well, when I was watching it, the Jerry Bruckheimer's name is all over it, all like over produced oh, yeah. by Jerry, uh, and it feels like at the time they were selling it as a Bruckheimer film. Totally. You know, th- movies always do that. They're either like, oh, this is the actor's movie. The director's movie or the producer's movie, you know what, how we're going to sell it. But this is definitely crystallized as a Michael Bay film for sure.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. That's interesting because Tony Gilroy, like, it feels like one of his earlier movies, right? It's like, and you don't—he's like you're saying, Miriam—is distancing probably himself from this film, which is I always forget. Like to me, that happens when I think of Toy Story One and that Joss Whedon wrote it. Mm. But it's like, you never think of it like, oh, it's a Jess Sweden film for sure. Because oh, yeah. like it's not. It's it's more of a Pixar film, right, than any of the quintessential ones. Um,
2: yeah,
1: those are more like art by committee movies anyway. Not to take mm-hmm. away from any of the writers, but that's from the the process I've heard of them. It's incredibly collaborative. So I mm-hmm. think that there's an effect to that where we don't really, they don't push the writer. And we don't think about them. We never think about the writer anyway. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) as writers here on this podcast, we know that no one will ever think of us.
0: Never in the film, but in TV they will. Yes, yes. Unless you're a writer,
2: unless you're like a writer director, I guess. Yeah. Yes.
1: Because your director has swallowed up your writer.
2: Yeah.
1: I even get mad that Amazon does not list writer. Like, if you watch one of the movies and they'll say, like, directed by a blank act is a uh, starring book, there's no writer. You're like, oh my gosh. Can you at least, it's a little bit of space on the page. Can we you need to,
0: like,
2: start a petition for that.
1: Petition.
0: Like- and, yeah. And, and the same way, when you Google something, like the movie title, I don't think the name of the writer is listed there with, like, like the three things you need to know, like, the first page that you'll see. Mm. Yeah. Either. So. Writers don't matter. This is a crisis for all of us. Taking our hats off.
1: I got in this for fame. (laughs) But yeah, with how good the character development is, but how tight it is, like I was counting and I could be wrong, but I think Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck only have really two scenes together the until one? the end they have technically three but one of them takes place after the mission is success as a success and they're back mm-hmm. on the planet but as far as like making you care about them and their relationship there's only two scenes
0: yeah where he like pets her stomach with yeah the, crackers. the classic yeah, crack, with the, like, animal the sexualization of animal crackers yeah <laughs> yeah and then when uh, bruce will is creepily watching them right no, I don't
2: think no, no. He he catches them trying to get it on or something. No. Oh, yeah. Before Ben Affleck takes off. Yeah, he is kind of. Yeah, it's, he's watching a little, them a little like a hole in
0: the wall. Yeah. <laughs> sure. He never why thought of are, it that Joel, way. Why are you not re- reacting? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's what I've seen a lot of movies where that happens. They're adult films. But, so to <laughs> me, that's not that not that odd. <laughs>
0: uh, but is that one of the scenes you meant?
1: Well, yeah, there's the animal cracker scene, which is um, widely discussed as cringe.
0: No, mm. I love that scene.
2: It's so tender, you guys.
1: It, it, it so really sweet. borders on cringe, though, doesn't no.
2: it? Can it be both? No. I think the scene where Bruce Willis is watching them is definitely way more cringe. This This one is agree. sweet. And I think the key to making you know you care about this relationship and these two characters it has to it has to be like some food play like i maybe that's what i need to do in my scripts Is like Mm -hmm. you know just start introducing like terrible snacks into (laughs) this and and then there's gonna
0: be i I can
2: never think of animal crackers without thinking of this scene like anytime i go somewhere and they have this out i just think of like Ben Affleck being like, "I'm doing this for all the people on Earth and you, and Animal Crackers." Like, that's what <laughs> that's what it's become.
1: With is that the, is, was that a
0: product placement for sure? Right? Like, it has, somebody it got has to, it. to I be. Don't, I
1: don't know if the brand was shown, so they really lost out on that. Oh dang! Mm-hmm. They should have used <laughs> Dunkaroos. No oh, Dunkaroos. It? Yeah, yeah. Because I they, I mean, he does do the whole Australian accent and oh yeah so. they should
2: have used the little like chocolate filled koala bears for that
0: yeah side sidebar uh when i was writing on robot chicken i wrote a sketch on dunkaroos which may have included a lot of ejaculate what? and it almost made it into a, a, a on, t- on television
2: sasha you only have one thing on your mind today i feel
0: like no this is always like ejaculates <laughs> are my favorite <laughs> jokes um yeah uh and Becoming a parent has not changed that. This is who I am.
1: It's made it worse in my opinion. It's made it
0: worse. It's just everything heightens, you know what I mean, when you become a parent, including your ejaculate jokes, (laughs) if you (laughs) happen to like them. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. I guess, to me, I can't tell if the animal uh, cracker scene is cringe. Because I feel like ben, App- ben Affleck is cringe. Like that's the thing. <gasps> I, I think don't really- how dare yeah. you! What? I think
1: it depends how much you're into Ben Affleck, really.
0: Oh, see, I am. In- I'm all in on Ben Affleck. Every time he opens his mouth, I see all of his teeth without him even <gasps> trying. It's too much. Like, but that's not the main thing. I don't. I don't like him. It's a whole like. Uh, I, I don't know. He's not. He's not interesting to watch for me. Whatever. Kill me now. I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio either. <gasps> Come at me. I
2: was I was literally just gonna say like my two you know heartthrobs growing up were oh Leo God. and Ben. So Miriam, yeah, you can have them. I know. I'm so basic. I can't. I can't <laughs> help no, it. But I, up, I got but... my
0: own basics uh, happening as well. Oh yeah.
2: Like who? I want to. Well, I don't
0: know now. Now like I'm who all... are your heartthrobs? Well, my heart. Like okay. Like now I. <sighs> I can't. I can't. Let me think about it. Okay. I love like a young uh, Denzel. Denzel. I'd, oh, I'd say okay. like a young Denzel is super handsome. Okay. I love, um, oh, I got I got to keep thinking. Denzel is the first one that came to mind. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like a really young Johnny Depp, I'd say very, very, nice. very okay. nice. Okay. Yeah. That's that's me. But enough about me. Joe, what about you? Can I even come <laughs> uh, uh,
1: The heartthrobs. <laughs> let's see. Trying to look at my Blu-ray list, but I think most of my Blu-rays. John Claude Van Damme. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Let's go with yeah. That. Yes. Yes, All right. Yes. Um, what's his name? The guy who's playing Kang in the new uh, Marvel movies. Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, Is that King the, the Destroyer?
2: Name? The Rock. Am I am I getting
1: that <laughs> wrong? No. no? Uh, I forget his name, but people they'll be they'll know they'll be people? IMDBing. Oh, right being. Like Hold on, Kang the Destroyer.
0: Is played by. Uh, yeah, played
1: by. We are
0: played by Nathaniel Richards.
1: I don't. No. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I have a computer in front of me too. You think I could, I could?
0: Jonathan Mayers.
1: Yeah, yeah, Majors, right? Majors, God bless yeah, him. Yeah, Jonathan Majors. Let's see, let's, uh, oh.
0: Yeah, I'm trying not to touch the really like uh yeah yes yes I d- I do I do I do agree. Um, I'm talking like big time like back in a day kind of
1: like classics like, like, like classics okay. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. I'm going uh, oh, new. I the, to oh sorry the rock new. is
0: playing Black Adam. I'm just getting
2: all my Marvel characters confused.
1: Yeah, true. Black Adam out this weekend as we're recording. So, boom. Let's hope it makes a billion dollars, everybody.
0: If you listen to this podcast, they're all going. <laughs> listen, that was a beautiful tangent that she would come back to. But yes, the yes. Uh,
1: the actual task at hand. Is this Heck. cringe or not? But yes, I do think it depends on if you're into Ben Affleck. That's fair. I do think young Ben Affleck was better at playing kind of the shithead characters.
0: Mm.
1: I think that was then he, I think he's aged more into being able to play. Kind of also shithead characters, but uh, <laughs> did you watch that movie with Anadarmus and him? Uh, the.
2: Oh, yes. The oh, one my with gosh. The
1: <sighs> Loved it.
2: I watched it after taking an edible, and I thought. <gasps> this, God bless you. I thought this movie was going somewhere big. Like, I could not wait for this, like, huge payoff. Mm-hmm. And then I just, it just ended, and I was so confused, and I was like, why? Why does he have this like secret garden of mollusks? Why? What is this all about? I I, I did not understand any of it. Like it was so bad. It was really really terrible. Oh, you I liked it.
1: Amazing. <laughs> it's a it's such an amazing movie. I think go watch it again. Peel back the la- the layers of the mollusks. Oh, gosh.
2: Why? Um, why? Why? Okay we'll We'll have to have a like different episode just discussing this movie I, That's yeah, right. maybe we'll have to watch it.
1: I'll have you co-host and I'll do bring it on this podcast as you I... loving it
2: <laughs> okay, I'll watch it without any um you know drugs in my system, and then mm, we'll see yeah. how it goes.
1: Not a great edible movie I would yeah. say. <laughs> mm-hmm. but yes, animal crackers down under, but uh, it does it does the work for what it needs to do for the movie that scene does work in that aspect and i'm really surprised how how much it gets you on board Mm
2: -hmm. i agree um i just want to say i think a part of why this movie really resonated with me is that it's kind of like a bollywood movie in disguise which is like you know the first movies that i grew up on you know bollywood movies always have like the overly strict father that tries to prevent this like relationship from having mm. happening there's always these super cheesy some might even say cringe romantical scenes
1: <laughs> some might say <laughs> Not, that,
2: sure. none with animal crackers although they usually involve you know dance movements and lots of crazy hand gestures but i i think maybe that's why like if we're going to you know really get down deep and why this like why I'm so obsessed with this movie I think that might be a big part of it
1: oh that's really interesting and I haven't I'm not very familiar with Bollywood movies how is like the pacing of those because that's something so unique to this movie too is how it's just go 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 I think it's a really good uh writing thing to look at as far as like hey is your movie just daisy chaining to event and event 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 and it's Mm -hmm. all connected is that something that's uh happens in Bollywood movies
2: um no so I will say that this movie it's almost like excuse me as long as a Bollywood movie maybe not um it's like the first half of a Bollywood movie before the intermission because Bollywood movies are like at least four hours long um but I think for like an action film this one clocks in at two hours 33 minutes which is on the longer side. But I think when you're watching it, it doesn't feel like a long movie because it does such a good job of moving from mm. one scene to the next, you know? And it's so action packed. But I do think Bollywood movies, they definitely like to take their time. They definitely like to have musical interludes and you know, the action sequences are like at least 15 minutes long. So they, they are different. Um, but i think kind of like the broader themes of bollywood Mm -hmm. movies in this movie they kind of definitely overlap got
1: -hmm. it some are the themes yeah that's cool i
0: I just saw that uh, armageddon is 37 percent on rotten tomatoes which is really low
2: that's what i'm saying it's like so hated on and it's like i i don't understand why
1: i don't really either i I think it's legitimately good. I mean, we usually save our ratings for the end. I'm not going to give it its full rating, but that that number doesn't sit right with me because I, I do think it's doing some really excellent pacing. Like, you can't deny the pacing either. It's like, th- this deny- is how you write a movie of this kind.
0: And you can't deny the structure. Like, it's so solid. Like, it's... You can, like, study Hollywood scripts just by watching this film. Like, what is... Like, I mean, just break into two, like, the midpoint. Everything is so clear and makes total sense in this film. Like, it's such a just competent, competent film. And 37% doesn't sound like like a competent film rating. Yeah, that's like an F in class, it's
1: terrible. Yeah, that's less than Black Adam, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson out in theaters <laughs> uh, right now.
2: Are you getting Ooh, paid for
1: this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to get paid for it, so, you know, you gotta, you gotta uh, dress for the job you want.
0: <sighs> so, um, what are the other memorable, let's do it this way, what are the other memorable things, Miriam? Mm. scenes, actor, yeah. uh, ac- the, the the characters that stand out that you, that make you really truly love this film?
2: Um. Well, you know, we already discussed the animal cracker scene. I love the whole training sequence. I love a good, mm. you know, I, I compare that training sequence to like a fun makeover sequence and like a rom-com, right? Mm-hmm. Like you like go through, <laughs> you're, you're like just these rough and tough oil drillers and then you have to like put on a space suit and then you have to like flop you know like your whatever the astronauts are doing what do they, they like get into that anti-gravity thing they have to do their physical like all of that mm-hmm. that whole little montage love it it's yeah it's, it's so great fun. and it it accomplishes so much like we, we've been talking about in such a l- small amount of time right yeah, um, you
0: talking about the uh, sequences, like the assembling of the uh, crew, I feel like it's what must have inspired all of the Fast and Furious or, or any of those movies like, from then on, right? Like, that's such a classic scene. It's like well.
1: the heist movie, get the yeah. team together. Right. Sequence. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, Fast and Furious is basically Point Break, so.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like point break meets um oceans. Right. Yeah.
2: Um but yeah, I I don't know, it's just weird going through life having this like Michael Bay film completely imprinted on me, you know. Um <laughs> but I I do think that the the VFX really holds up. Um I don't I you know, when I last watched it, I didn't think
0: anything looked hokey or Oh the russian character is absolutely hokey.
2: No the the in terms of the special effects. Oh
0: got it got it got it. Got yeah got he, um, that
1: character was not fully cg. Uh, thank god.
0: <laughs> Although when I did I did use like a stop like a pause it in and in the place where he his eyes were completely white because he he didn't even look anything. It was a weird like a froze freeze frame that he didn't look anything. Uh, like the character from the movie and Jay walked in and he like walks in he sees this he's like oh that's the Russian guy from Armageddon and then he walks out I'm like how do you recognize him <laughs> he's, he's got whites like in, instead of his eyes um, but yeah I, that character was definitely if we're speaking about characters but we're not but yeah that character is making us all look worse than we <laughs> are <laughs> he's a hero
1: he's a little bit of a hero though yeah he's a good guy A little crazy, but, you know. He's not crazy because he's Russian. He's crazy because he was left there alone.
0: Yeah, it's more of a performance note. But, hey, I feel like all the performances (laughs) were, you know, definitely. They had had the Michael Bay. I mean, I was
2: shocked that Bruce Willis didn't get an Academy Award nomination. I think he was robbed. I was
1: howling at all his lines, like in the best way. I'm like, this guy is just, like, nailing this cowboy character.
0: He's amazing, right? I mean, like, he's so freaking one of the best. And yes. I'm glad he's doing well.
1: Is that a joke? No.
0: Because <laughs> no, he was getting really ill. Yeah. Right? Oh, some, is he doing He had better? some illnesses. Yeah. He's doing better. Like, there was a video posted of him having fun with his family.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't hear that he'd been doing better.
0: Yeah. So, Bruce, know- if you're listening, we're, we're happy for
1: you
2: you know what, I'm happy that Ben Affleck is doing well and that he and J.Lo got back together.
1: I know, like, mm. what's, is the earth healing? What happened there? It is, yeah. I don't understand how that happened, but I think it gives us all hope.
0: Yeah. I agree. And how's Steve's son? I looked up, it turns out Steve Buscemi has a son that is very interesting looking. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sasha! Like 20-some year olds. <laughs>
1: No, we didn't need to bring in his son and diss him like that, but you just decided to. You chose uh, He has violence. a cool
0: look, and he says he's an actor. So I'm curious to see how a person with an interesting look is going to act going forward.
2: Well, I think his, I'm part look, of, looking at him right now, and his dad, dad is much more interesting looking than him. This guy just looks like a normal dude with
0: long hair. All right, all right. If Joe had long hair, that would be him.
1: <laughs> I do have long hair.
0: <laughs> really long hair. Really,
1: really, really. Oh, yeah. Long. He doesn't look as interesting as his. He looks like the uh, guitarist of a prog rock band or something. Oh, like yeah. Like a math I see rock that. band. Something like well, that. But
2: anyway. I don't want to face shame anyone, you know? Like, I don't want to body shame, face shame. So so we can just, yeah.
0: But interesting <laughs> is a good thing. Like, an actor, I feel like it's, it's a positive thing for an actor to have an interesting right. look.
1: Right. Mm. Like, it's
0: like half the it's half the booking a job, I feel like. If you look in the way that people want to look at you, then you just need to know how to act and then you're all set.
1: Yeah, it's like that one actor from the 80s with the big jaw, mm. who he would play villains and he had a Robert Tsar, I believe is his name, and... His, uh, he had a condition where scar tissue continuously built on his jaw. So as he got older, his jaw just got bigger and bigger. But it made him look like a great villain. So he played in a lot of, uh, a lot of movie roles.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Sashi, you, you have to turn yeah. this into a tag, TED Talk for actors. It's like, have an interesting face. Half your job is done. <laughs> yeah. You know how
0: to act. The end. Profit. Yes, absolutely. And oh my God, yes. Robert Zarr. I'm so happy you you mentioned him, Joe. Incredible That's little guy. Little, yeah. Yes, I shall. If TED talk, people, you're listening, reach out to me. I will hold a <laughs> TED
1: talk. I'm, I'm fine with that.
0: Well, what else is there? I think we should just go to the ratings, right?
1: Yeah, any other things you wanted to bring up, Miriam, that you love about this movie before we go into the ratings?
0: Um, let's see.
2: Okay, so we we actually never really went to the movie theater. Um, so I I recorded this film when it came oh. out on broadcast television. Okay. And I rewatched it like a hundred times, and oh. I think it helped me because I was in this country for I had been here for about four years, and. Um, so I think it it helped me learn English. Guys. How old were you when you came here? I was seven, and this movie mm. came out when it must have been on TV when I was twelve because you know mm. it, it didn't you know it didn't come out on television until like six months after or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think Ben Affleck taught me English, you guys.
1: Wow, I'm surprised you don't have a Australian accent then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but no, I think that's a just table. another reason why this, this movie is just so like, you know, in just a part of like, I just have so much nostalgia and yes. it just is like my happy place. And I think that's that, like
0: the it's, thing for me, the thing, that's, yeah. that's Car- Carpenter's the, the thing. That's my, that's my mm, Armageddon.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wish I had a cooler answer than this Michael Bay film, but it is what it is.
0: <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs>
1: or yeah. well like i there we all have those movies that we watch like way too many times cuz we were young and of a of a, of a generation we, we didn't have any uh we didn't have options as many options it's like if you had one vhs tape yeah. you'd play it we didn't have netflix and things where we could watch millions yeah. of things although i right. still think kids tend to rewatch the same thing over and over still that's mm-hmm. just a habit but like I watched The Santa Claus with Tim Allen hundreds of times. And that's not a great movie, but it's now stuck in my DNA where sometimes I'll say quotes from it, and I haven't seen it in years. I'm like, that's not a good quote to remember. Like, (laughs) I can't remember some of my cousin's names, but I can remember this quote from The Santa Claus. Um, So I, I do think you have better a better uh, imprint movie than me at least. So be proud of that.
2: I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) And I just, I just want to say that this movie is so long overdue for a reboot or a sequel or something like, you know, this asteroid. Yeah. This asteroid was just the size of Texas. Like we can do better than that. Like what's going to happen in the next movie. Um, Yeah. So I, I just hope that, Michael Bay, Tony Gilroy, reunite, team up, make a super huge hit sequel, you know?
1: It will happen and people will complain about it being woke. That's, <laughs> that's my bingo card call of it is no matter what change they make to the movie, people will say, oh, they made it woke. Yeah. Um, since that, you can bet on that for any remake.
2: Here's my, ta- here's my take on a pitch, you guys. You remember Please. the you remember the ast- the oil driller slash astronaut astronaut that had the son that he had to leave behind, and the mom was finally mm. like, "That's your dad up there, or whatever." Yeah. I want to know what happens to him. Like, can yeah. you imagine? Like, I feel like that must have fucked him up for life. And yeah. I I just want to know what happened to him. Like, how do you live up to that? <laughs> also, like your. Your dad was, like, a deadbeat dad who was also an astronaut. Like, it's just so crazy. Like, I want to know where he is, what his headspace is like.
1: Yeah, it'll Mm -hmm. take him so long to fully comprehend all of Mm -hmm.
0: that. Yeah. That's true. And it's time now, for real, to go to the ratings. Let me explain how the ratings work instead of having Joe do it. How about that?
1: You're just trying to avoid me Saying cookies as an example. Oh I no! Get it. Oh,
0: but yes. Um, go ahead. So the way it works is that each of us, Joe and I, are gonna go first. Miriam, um, you go last. Okay. But each of us will create a scale, zero to ten, where we'll rate Armageddon against another aspect of life, be it a movie or chocolate chip cookies, whatever you want, you put it on the scale and you compare the Armageddon to it. And if it doesn't make sense, Joe and I will go first. Joe, why don't you take us away?
1: All right, so I'm wondering if I should, I'll I'll let you guys choose, should I do something more standard or something a little off kilter? What will help off you, Mary? Off kilter.
0: Off kilter,
1: oh. okay. 100%. I'm going to uh, rate it against um, including food and intercourse Um, Oh, since that is a somewhat germane with the uh, animal cookies we don't know what they did with the animal cracker cookies um you know if the scene were to keep going on who knows but you know i think it's a very uh specific thing to do is incorporate food into intercourse but i think it is something worth doing i think there's you just got to know when to do it i'm gonna give it a a seven out of ten it's good stuff pick the right foods make sure you have sheets that can get a little dirty (laughs) it's sasha's i imagine
0: that people having diarrhea it's disgusting well
1: you'd you'd it's not as if like once you take a bite out of a cheeseburger (laughs) it immediately goes through your system and you shit (laughs) like Usually I don't shit when I eat, so <laughs> no? I don't think I have to worry. That's
0: not how anybody does it? This is what yeah, I've been doing my whole it's,
1: life. It's not exactly it, but then uh, I think this movie is similar in that I think it's a uh, close to a perfect movie, but I don't think every movie should be like this. You know, as much as it's a great movie to study for writing with its pace and whatnot... I think it's like very specifically blockbuster style writing that people should look at it for. I think we still need meandering movies. We need um slow movies, uh, contemplative movies, things of that nature. Um but that being said, I mean this is it's hard to beat this movie. It's hard to find a flaw actually. So I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. It's wow. better better than uh, getting railed while eating a cheeseburger.
0: Oh God, Thank God it is better than that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go next. I'm going to compare it to one of the best fucking movies ever made.
2: Okay. You better say... Lars
0: von ta- Trier's Melancholy- Melancholia. Which okay. is another movie where Earth is about to get... I don't know. Nailed by an asteroid. <laughs> and that movie is amazing. I mean, we're talking... Alexander Skarsgård. We're talking Kirsten Dunst. We're talking just fucking best cinematography. Like one of those unforgettable, unforgettable movie theater experiences of my life. 10 out of 10. Compared to that, I would give Armageddon a 6.5. Oh, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Last time I gave it two and a half stars out of five, turns out, on my letterboxed. And I'll give it a three this time after a rewatch it grew on me okay definitely okay. Cu- I'm definitely curious I was definitely curious what to watch it for like how did they write it again such a great piece of study like to study screenwriting Yeah. Miriam most importantly what about you oh,
2: okay um i guess i'll I'll compare it or I'll rate it against um the movie that it most gets compared to or confused with, which is Deep Impact, also a 1998 mm. film, also you know a huge box office hit, but mm. didn't make nearly as much money as this movie did. Um, both about asteroids hitting Earth, both have uh, you know big ensemble casts trying to save the planet, um, and I'm going to say that. This is like a twenty out of ten compared to Deep Impact. Deep Impact oh. is like a, a a poor man's asteroid movie. like i okay. I don't even know I don't even know what that movie was trying to do, but this Armageddon blows that movie out of the water.
1: I think and in that one, I don't quite remember, but doesn't the asteroid actually hit the earth in that one?
2: You know i I actually tried to watch it for the first time yesterday and I got halfway through it and gave up. And I was like, these two movies are. Like, Ooh. not the same at all. Right. Armageddon is so much better, so much more entertaining. Mm-hmm. That one just has, like, a weird storyline with, like, Elijah Wood and Lily Sobieski uh, getting married. And I was just like, what is this?
1: Oh, yeah, there's I no animal that. crackers
2: in this. I don't need, like, ten scenes with the two <laughs> of them, like, developing this relationship. It was crazy. I hated it. So
0: what, what do we give? A ten, obviously, for Armageddon, I assume, right? Twenty. Uh, I, w- I gave it 20. a twenty. And then, what's what does the deep impact get on your scale? Like a negative twenty. Oh, <gasps> like wow. a talk about extremes.
1: Yeah, yeah really extreme. Yeah, sorry,
0: <sighs> that's just how no. I it's good. I love on when the extreme. scale gets shattered. We love shattering. I feel
2: the scale. so bad for what I've said about deep impact and <laughs> Steve Buscemi's son's face and Tony Gilroy's writing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know it's all out. The- it's on Can, the you, can you just
2: edit out like eighty five percent of what we've discussed <laughs>
0: today? Yeah. Okay, great. Of course.
2: We'll thank just be you. we'll just be
0: left with Sasha's cum jokes, and it'll be it'll yeah. be a. And great that's episode. all you need, really. Cum jokes. It's um, what they come for. It's what they come for. Um, thank you, Miriam for coming on this podcast. On this podcast, with these people talking about this movie.
2: No problem, you guys. And I didn't even have to spill my deepest, darkest secret, which I was so worried about. But which is what? We, <laughs> that I like soggy foods. You know. <gasps> oh
1: my god! Soggy foods. Oh my god! <laughs> if I we, that
2: that's a whole other thing. We can we can talk about that later.
0: We'll bring you back to talk about soggy foods. Yeah. Joe, stand What's by. up, Miriam? <laughs> Where can our audience find you on Instagram or anywhere else? twitter oh gosh
2: i'm so bad at social media you guys um i think my handle on instagram is my first name underscore last name okay it is is.
0: yeah we'll put it in the description of the episode someone's gonna
1: get tagged
0: someone's gonna get tagged (laughs) joe where can we find you
1: um you know go check out my other podcast beat it movie reviews if you want to hear me just talk about movies we took a little bit of break with me getting married and getting covid so now we're back on our regular schedule and uh yeah that's all i can promise you is me and chris isoda talking about movies
0: thank you elizabeth salute for the artwork thank you mr owl for this amazing track and thank you for listening